Welcome to the Marketing and Margaritas podcast. I am Madeline. And I am Ruby. If you're a startup or scale-up looking for actionable and profitable advice, then this is a podcast for you. We will give you a taste of our proven insights and strategies that we've applied to hundreds of businesses to help them grow, scale, and succeed. So grab your margaritas and your pen and paper because we're here to show you that with the right strategy, your idea, and our marketing guidance, you can take your brand from startup to standout. Welcome back to the Marketing and Margaritas podcast. For those of you who don't know me, I am Madeline from Made Creative Co. And I'm one half of the Marketing and Margaritas team. My business focuses on paid advertising, email marketing and SEO, and really focuses on scaling e-commerce brands. Now, Ruby and I decided it'd be a great idea to have a solo episode every now and then to really dive deep into our specialties. The great thing about our collaboration and why Marketing and Margaritas work so well is we're not really competing for the same audience, um, nor are we really competing in the same space. Ruby is so um, clever with coaches and consultants and really focuses on organic social media and having a presence as a personal brand. Me, on the other hand, is, well, I love e-commerce businesses and I love helping them scale through paid advertising, through website optimization and through the nerdy automation stuff. Now, on today's episode, we're going to talk about CRO, conversion rate optimization, and really how you can improve it on your e-commerce site, in particular Shopify but it also works obviously on WordPress or any platform that you're using. So a lot of businesses that come to me are looking for paid ads, but what they don't realize is that paid ads are only meant to get you clicks. That's their job, but your website needs to be doing the selling for you. That is a huge misconception that I see um, people come to me for. They're like, Mads, you know, I want to get started with Facebook ads. And I'm like, all right, well, the first four weeks or two to three weeks, depending on your business, we're going to work on optimizing your website for success. We're going to work on building you a landing page to send traffic to. And they're like, well, I don't really want to do that. I want to skip all that. And I say, well, that's not really an option because I can drive all the traffic in the world to your website. But if it's not converting, you're just wasting your money. So for those of you that don't know, CRO is a set of marketing tactics for increasing the percentage of your website traffic that actually makes a conversion. It uses the psychology of persuasion in design to encourage people to take in a desired action. So like I said to you, while we're boosting traffic can generate more sales, it's just as important to focus on turning your current traffic into paying customers. But a conversion doesn't mean just a sale. At every step of your customer's purchasing journeys, there are new opportunities for you to make their paths shorter, easier, and more enjoyable. So for instance, a conversion on your homepage might mean having a visitor click through to a product. That's a conversion. On a, con- a conversion on a product page might be a customer clicking add to cart. So conversions can be entirely dependent on the purpose that a specific part of your website actually serves. Now, if you're using Shopify, you would find your conversion rate in your analytics tab. If you're not using Shopify, you can find this in your Google Analytics, which I hope regardless if you're still using Shopify, you have Google Analytics set up. 
So if you want to know what a good conversion rate on your Shopify store is, it should be above the 3.7%. I say to my clients, we want to be having anywhere between three and four, because if you're up past 3.7, you're in the top 20% of Shopify stores. If you're anything above 5.2, you're actually in the top 10%. But it's actually quite sad to know that most stores sit at that 0.9 to 1%. So you're not alone. Don't feel like if you're sitting in that mark that you have a failed business, you just need to work on your website optimization. I bet you're thinking, okay, Madeline, we get it. We get what CRO is. We get what a good conversion rate, conversion rate is. Let's jump into how we can improve it. So my number one tip and how the overarching conversation will be is you need to think of your store in your customer's mind. It needs to be designed for your customers. Now, I know you're like, Maddie, of course, we're, we're thinking that. But I really want you to think about that when you're going through your Shopify store. If you were the customer, how would you feel about your own store? So my number one tip is simplifying the user experience. So when it comes to uh, designing an effective homepage, simplicity is key. We've got about 50 milliseconds for a customer to form an impression of our site. That's, That's crazy. 50 milliseconds for a customer to make an impression whether they're gonna continue to look at your site and potentially make a conversion. So we don't really want to be um, like overwhelming them with excessive images, text. We want it to be visually appealing and really stay on brand. If you're not sure what to feature as your main hero image, as most Shopify stores, as you notice, the templates, they have that option to have a hero image. And the reason that they put that there is because they want you to put a hero image there. <laughs> they know that it works. So it's best to go with something that's your best seller, so a popular product, or maybe your most profitable product, so something with a big margin. Or you could do new arrivals or if you have any current promotions. 86% of website visitors want to see information about products on the homepage of a website. I'm just gonna repeat that. They want to know information about your products on the homepage, so give them the information. You could also have different categories on your homepage. You could have top sellers, new arrivals, shorts. Make it really easy for the user to find those popular categories or the things that they're looking for. So my second tip for improving CRO, it's a bit of a bundled one, but it's talking about showing off certain aspects. So as soon as your customers hit your homepage, you really have the opportunity to start building excitement and driving them towards your products. If your goal is to get more traffic to your products, there's a bunch of apps on Shopify that can really help you drum up the demand and incentivize purchasing. So my first one that I love is, you might've seen this on some stores, is welcome bars. So this is a um, bar on the top of your website's floating bar that will instantly grab your customer's attention and push them to like exactly where you want them to be. And this is where you could have sales, coupon codes, promotions, maybe a return policy or free shipping. A really great app for Shopify stores is called 20 plus promotional sales tools. I highly recommend downloading that one. Pop-ups. Now, how many times have you been on a website and seen a pop-up? They're there because they work. Pop-ups are fantastic at building your email list but they're also fantastic in getting people excited about your products or excited about what you offer. So integrating with Klaviyo is a great way of ensuring that you can have a pop-up and building your email list on your website. 
Also, you could have some sort of discount code or free shipping code if they sign up. So that helps incentivize them to purchase from you and make that conversion. Now, another thing we want to be doing is increasing our social proof on our website. Think about the times that you've been on a website and you're like, is this dodgy? How, what made you feel like it was dodgy? Was there no reviews? Was there no sort of social proof? So apps like FOMO Social Proof add a small notification to the bottom of your store. And it's actually showing real-time purchases or real-time viewing the product. You might've seen this a few times on a website. And it kind of creates that sense of urgency, but it also gives customers social proof that people are buying the product or viewing the product right in that minute. And people get that bit of a FOMO effect. They're like, oh, I wanna buy it, I wanna see it. Another great thing you should be having is reviews on your site, reviews on your products, but putting them on the homepage is very important. Another Shopify app that I love is called judge.me. And it's just widgets that you can put on that bring in the reviews and you can pop them on certain pages. Um, it's really simple to use as well. So tip number three for improving your CRO is pushing scarcity to create urgency and necessity. So suggesting to customers that this may be their last chance to buy is a great way of getting them to buy. So you can incentivize them with two types of scarcity. There's quantity related. So this is when you might see only three shirts left or you see a little one or two left. Definitely gets me that one. Time related. So you could do like, this is your last time to buy. But it's, it's really important that we're not lying to customers here. We don't want to break their trust. So if you say have an abundance of products, some examples of scarcity that you could do is you could do a free gift for the first 100 people who buy a product or 20% off if you buy in the next 20 minutes or five seats left at this price. You can get a bit creative with it in more of a different way compared to quantity or time related if it is not relatable to your product. Okay, my favorite one which seems so simple, but is just not done really effectively on a lot of sites. And that is organizing your categories effectively. So for your customers, navigating your website should obviously be really simple and obvious. Try to avoid separating your products into too many different categories. So you don't wanna have abundance of them like blue shorts or too niche. Instead, we wanna opt for four to six broad categories that have subcategories as a dropdown. And then we want to order those categories in the navigation bar based on their popularity with the most popular category being at the front. So another misconception that people do is they put them in alphabetical order. No, we don't want to be doing that. We want to have our most popular products or it could be new arrivals at the front, really making people hit on the ones that we know that they're probably going to buy from. So if we move on to the um, product images page, okay high quality product photos okay people want to see the product in high quality you want to make sure that you're showing your product from all different angles we want front back left and right i say to my clients aim for about six if you can and with two of them having people either using them or people wearing them and even one with the benefits slash features so say um i'm thinking of a product here say you're a curler you might have a really um, blank canvas with just like the curler picture on it, if that makes sense. So it's just kind of like a mock-up of the curler. And then you might have arrows pointing out that saying heats to 180 degrees, can be put in your handbag, 
um, one-handed one. I don't know. I'm just thinking of features and benefits here. You might have seen these on websites before, but it just makes it really clear to the um, user what are the features and the benefits of these products. Now, if we go on big websites, say like Gymshark, you will notice that they also have, or misguided, iconic, they also have video content in each of their products. So people wearing it. This really gives um, your customers a visual representation of people wearing it and what it would kind of look like on them. And that's why a lot of brands are now having people of larger sizes wearing them and then people of smaller. So people can really relate to the product and see themselves in it. So if a, a younger consumer, so we've got to think about, you know, I think it's Gen Z or X, whatever they are. I always get confused with that. They've grown up on a world of TikTok, Reels. So they want to see product videos. And a stat here for you is that 85% are more likely to make a purchase if they see a video. So if you can, get some video content of your products and chuck it up there. It doesn't have to be super polished. I do recommend it is high quality, but it doesn't have to be too super polished. Just someone walking up and down, cut them out of the background and pop it on their, your website. The next thing you wanna have on your product page is great product descriptions. And I mean detailed product descriptions. We want to be discussing the features and benefits of each product and showcasing it on there. Think about the key words throughout your description that people would be searching for as well to help you improve your SEO. Now, I want to also discuss pain points here because a lot of people, obviously we go straight for the features and benefits, which is great, but what kind of pain points are your products addressing? If we can write that in the copy as well, we're more, um, we're improving that CRO, we're improving that people will purchase because we're addressing the pain points that our product can solve. If you need some help um, or some inspiration, you can use tools, and I've talked about these before, Copy AI or Jasper. You can pop in your um, product short description and these AI tools will generate really a well-crafted, longer format description for you. But I want you to go on your product pages and see how many words you've actually got on there because I guarantee most of you don't have enough. And also on your product pages, I would have what is your return policy on there, okay? I would have what's your shipping details as well. What, like... How long is delivery going to be? I know you're going to have your um, your return policy and your shipping policy, but you don't really want people to move away from that page if they're already interested in the product. We want to keep them on that page, get them to press that CTA and ultimately purchase. So if we can really address any objections that they might have on that product page, we're really eliminating an extra step that they need to take. So that was actually my next point is under, understanding and addressing their customer concerns. So there's an inherent relationship between the product your cost, and your customer's motivation to buy it and their objections that may delay a purchase. And you really need to find what those objections are and address it on your product page. So like I said, you could be return policy, it could be your shipping policy, it could be um, questions about functionality, which you could be addressing in there. It could be about its durability and utility. How can you, in your product description, discuss those objections so it doesn't delay the purchase? Okay, we don't want them, like I said, to be leaving the product page to find out more information. If they're interested in the product, we want to give them all the information we can without leaving, getting them to click that CTA. 
Now, another way that we can create, well, it's actually increasing more average order value, but also CRO too, is upsells and cross-sells. So if you're not using an upsell and cross-sell app, and I've discussed this on my social media page, you can go on there and find my favorite apps. You need to be having this. You need to be increasing your average order value, but also increasing your CRO by showing people other options or pairs or things that they may like. It really does help improve the customer experience and improves the customer conversion rate. I hope you've got your pen and paper as I'm um, discussing all of these. My next thing is having a clear refund policy. Did you know that 68% of shoppers check a website's return policy before making a purchase? How many times have you done that? Especially when you're buying clothes, I know if they don't have a clear returns policy, then I'm not buying from them. And to be honest, I don't really want to pay for returns either. I think we live in the 21st century. No, this should not be a thing anymore. Incorporate that into your margins. Because as you know, it can be difficult, especially in the clothing industry, to know exactly how the piece will fit. So you need to be really clear that the people can return it, it's easy, and what that process is on the product page and a refund page itself. So you will notice that's why a lot of brands now advertise free, easy, and no hassle returns and exchanges. This is ultimately to increase the conversion rates in their online purchases. So this kind of brings me on to the free shipping debate. Expensive shipping obviously can be a huge pain point for customers and it can hold them back from purchasing. And personally, I really hate paying for shipping, okay? I really think if you can incorporate that into your margins, into your products, offer free shipping wherever you can. If you do have free shipping, it can improve your conversion rates of up to 73%, okay? So think about if you can incorporate in there. The free shipping costs, if you can't, make the amount that they get free shipping quite achievable. Don't make it like $400. Some websites it's like $250. And I'm like, come on, you topped $30. That's just a joke. For $10 that I'm going to spend, incorporate that into your margin. Bring that across all the products. Having express shipping is also another huge thing. Now, I'm not saying have free express shipping. You do not need to have that if you're a small business. People don't mind paying for express. I don't mind paying the $5, whatever it is, but they want the option of express shipping. And like I said, you'd be really clear on expected delivery times. Even if I know since COVID that has been a little bit tricky, but give the expected delivery times. And if there is delay, make sure in your emails, where it's talking about shipping um, and that your order's going out, that you're really addressing that time frame if it is delayed. My next big, big thing is website speed and performance. Okay, so according to Google, 53% of mobile visitors will leave your site if it takes longer than three seconds to load. That's a huge amount of traffic you could be turning away without even realizing it. So imagine you're waiting outside a store and you had to wait for the owner to come to let you in. So you could see the owner in there. You're at the door, you're knocking. Sure, you might wait one. You might wait two for them to come to the door. But 15? 30, go and count those out loud. I want you to count 15 seconds. I want you to count 30 seconds and actually realize how long that is. And then I want you to actually go on a few competitor websites and think if they're slow, do you opt out? Do you close it? 
I would say I'm probably 50-50. Sometimes I will if it's like a website I don't really know or a brand and it loads really slow, I will just press that cross. I can't be bothered. But if it's something that I know the brand and I need to purchase from it, then of course I'm going to stay there. But you need to be thinking from a new customer acquisition perspective. We want a fast loading website. And you can check your speed performance through a number of things, another of tools and apps. Again, check out my Instagram. I'll go through that all with you. The next thing to improve CRO is to have two things here, which is number one, frequently asked question page. Make sure, like I said, you're including any objection a customer may have and always update it. Like if you've got a a customer that emails you or they send you a message with a question, you're like, would other people want to know this? Just add it into the FAQ page. It's better to be over-prepared with answers than under-prepared. So the next point I want to make is about live chat. Live chat is huge now. So you may see chat box everywhere on every sort of website because we want instant answers. But the reason behind chat box is if someone's got a question, we we got to be right there answering it. Otherwise, we don't want them to leave our website. We want them to check out today. So we will make sure we have a chat box there to answer any questions. And people also don't want to be misguided whether it's a real person or a chat box. So my My thing for you is you can set up a chat box, but be really clear that at the beginning, they're talking to a chat box, or if they are talking to you, that you're addressing that you're the person there. So don't hide behind, like don't have a chat box there and pretend you're a real person when it's a chat box. People want that, that they understand that they're talking to a chat box and when they're talking to a real person. And it's not that people will get like turned away if it's a chat box, people understand what a chat box is. So. Be really clear when someone's talking to a chat box or whether they're talking to an actual person. The next thing to improve a CRO is use exit intent. So this is an innovative tool that facilitates Shopify stores owners to recognize when people are leaving their website and engage with them before they leave. So think about the times that you've added something to cart or, um, yeah, you've gotten a bit distracted or you, you need to go somewhere and then you close it. This is where a pop-up might come up. So you could have a discount code or just even just something flashing in front of them. Like, don't forget us. Here's free shipping. Here's 10% off your first order. Things are selling out in your cart fast. You don't want to miss out. So setting up exit intents is another great way of improving your CRO. Now let's go to the checkout process. Auto-filling information for returning customers is a great way of improving CRO. Guest checkouting. People don't want to subscribe or sign up for an account. Let them have the option of guest checkouting as well. Checkouting? I'm not sure if that's a word. Guest checkout. (laughs) We also want to make sure our checkout process is super seamless. So if you can have a one-page checkout, do it. People don't want to be jumping through hoops or have a bar at the top that's showing the progress of the um, checkout that they're going through. You may have heard of statistics that having PayPal can improve your conversions by up to 20%, and I do believe that still. You also wanna make sure that you'll have Afterpay, Google Pay, whatever pays and things you can pay with, I don't know them all to be honest. Um, You wanna have them on your site. The biggest one would be Afterpay, and really pushing that on your homepage as well is another great one. Having Google Pay and all those extra pay things really, really builds a trust, but it also allows people who may not be able to afford it to obviously purchase regardless of their financial situation. You can also use trust seals and logos. Um, 
these badges are, are things that are shown on your store that prove that you're reputable and trustworthy, which definitely can help in increasing conversions. You could put them on the bottom of your footer or you could put them on your checkout page. Don't, don't go too crazy with these. Keep them small and avoid using them in color. I would, I would say do them in black and white if you can. Or they can come across quite spammy. And maybe you want to put it on your checkout page or your add to cart. I don't know. You see where you want to put it, that it's not too intrusive or too spammy. Just kind of subtle there. So I want to just finish off with a couple of points here. There's a few things that I think every Shopify, WordPress, even service-based business should have on their website to really help them understand what their CRO is or the actions that website visitors are taking on their website. And the first one is Google Analytics. If you do not have Google Analytics set up, please, after you listen to this episode, get it. The new G4 is coming out. I'm pretty sure it's June 30 or I can't remember the quiet date, but it's in June. So if you are setting up Google Analytics for the first time, I'd recommend straight going to that first one. If you have the old one, do not delete the old one. You want to install the new one as well because you want to have year-on-year data. So you can compare last year's data with the new data. So you can use old universal Google Analytics in comparison to the new one. You also want to have Google Search Console. And why you want this is you need to upload a sitemap of your website so Google can crawl it. And if you're re- like listening to this and you're like, what the hell are you talking about? Do a quick Google or jump in my DMs. But Google can't crawl your website if it doesn't have a sitemap uploaded. So this is crucial. When you um, sign up for a Google account, you get access to Google Analytics and Google Search Console. You just need to set it up, okay? So 100% after this podcast, please, please, please go and do it. The third thing that I recommend every website to have is a heat map. Now, the leading heat map provider was Hotjar. Well, this is what I believed. Um, it's, that wasn't free. I don't think it was. Um, but now Microsoft have come out with clarity. You might have seen me promoting this. It's free. Install it on your website and you can really see what actions people are taking in a more visual perspective, where people are actually clicking, um, where the hotspots are, where people are maybe not clicking the CTA and why. These are really important tools. But my final advice to you about improving website optimization, um, sorry, improving your conversion rate and optimizing your website, I should say, is it's all about A-B testing and testing. You know, I have clients come to me sometimes and they're like, what should I put here? And I said, yeah, I can give you some advice based on what has worked for other people, but we won't know until we test it on your site. There's no one size fits all for any type of marketing or website or anything. So there are apps that you can do where you can have two versions of your site. So not even two versions of your site. You might want to test a button in blue. um, Then you want to test a button in red. Definitely not recommend red. That means no. So let's go with blue and green. And you can run these through the programs and then 50% of people are shown blue and 50% are shown green and it'll give you the results. And then you can be like, all right, moving forward, all buttons are blue. Or for two weeks, you might have a picture of your product with a girl with no face because you're just copying her body. See how that performs. And then in two weeks, you might swap. What are the results? Your website is never, ever finished. You should be always testing 
new ways and seeing what happens. And you should be A-B testing different aspects of it to see how you can improve it. Websites are not a set and forget. They need to be maintained constantly. Well, I know I've given you a lot here to think about and I hope you had a pen and paper. E-commerce is a beast and especially websites. So do not be afraid if your CRO is in that lower phase. That's quite normal. But how can you improve it? What my homework for you is go on five big brand websites and I want you to take note of everything that they're doing. Take notes and see what the similarities are. And then I want you to go on websites that you love going on and write down why you love going on them. What makes you purchase from them or what makes you not purchase from them? You can even go on websites that you hate. What are you hating about it? Okay, really taking note of what leaders are doing out in the field and either replicating it or making it your own or if things that they're not doing, how can you bring that into your business? It's always a learning opportunity. On that note, this is the end of our marketing and margaritas episode of a solo first solo it was a bit nerve-wracking being by myself actually a bit lonely um ruby i'm sure will be giving her solo episode next month we've got some special guests coming up in the upcoming weeks we've got lots more to talk about (laughs) so if you want to learn more about e-commerce and cro and website optimization please follow me over on instagram i'm at made underscore creative co And please come follow Marketing and Margaritas. We're at marketing and margaritas underscore. And if you're loving this podcast episode or any of ours, please, 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 please like, subscribe and review because we want to help as many small businesses as we can. Otherwise, we'll see you next week for another episode of Marketing and Margaritas. See ya.